Hey, this is Jeff Turner from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Now over to Jarrett, Mikey, and Paul. Kapaya! <laughs> What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to Orlando Magic UK's weekly podcast, Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, tonight is Wednesday, the 5th of April, and we are recording the 119th episode. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be taking a look back at the, the last week um, with games against the Washington Wizards, Detroit Pistons, and Cleveland Cavaliers. And we're also going to have a, a quick chat about some of the Magic players and our thoughts on their season thus far. Uh, before we get into that i'm joined by two of the uh of the three mr mikey clark how are we sir mr garrett james i'm doing well mate i've had a good day i've had a, an exciting day yeah <laughs> as you i sure? told you boys just yeah it's been <laughs> it's been fun um it's been good we've got three games left i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bit disappointed that the season's coming to an end with us picking up a, a decent run of form at the moment and i was this close to getting last week's three and no prediction correct but it wasn't to be thanks yeah. to donovan mitchell but there we go i'm good now very competitive wasn't it yeah good stuff and uh, and gary how are you mate cardiff sunderland on monday remember oh no can't be we can't be thinking of that g we'll have to turn our phones off for the day yeah we will we will no actually i'm not talking about football anyway after last it'll week's debacle it'll be a bromance it'll still be a bromance mate don't worry yeah well as long as we stay up mate um and if you can you get in the playoffs our season's been over since January, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All the rusty work got injured, it was over. I wish I was was. Can you stay up though, G? A Cardiff can yeah, stay up? Yeah, hopefully. Well, unless we have uh, Rotherham United do another waterlogged pitch incident uh, when we're beating them. So we were beating them 1-0 away from home. Um, half time, they put the sprinklers on, don't they? It started pelting it down with rain, and the pitch gets waterlogged. I don't know if you saw it. It was about two, three weeks I, ago on a Saturday. I have seen it. And then you see the groundsman coming on, almost pushing the water off, and then in a, the most awful of efforts, and then they're basically dragging it all back on. And you see it on Sky Sports News. It was absolutely awful. Uh, and then, and the of game course... got abandoned, did abandoned, it? Abandoned. We got to restart from nil-nil, 90 minutes to go. And were you winning at halftime? We were, 1-0. It's 48 <laughs> minutes gone, actually. They should have given us a 3-0 victory, I think. I don't know what's worse, that or, or Garrett Referent. I don't know, mate. Magic above <laughs> all, isn't it? Land over <laughs> Cardiff. So, uh, yeah, there we go. But as long as we stay up, Glad. that's the most important thing. Um, so before we get into everything this week, I just wanted to uh, bring to the attention uh, something we're trying to plan for the 15th of July, which is a Saturday. Uh, we're ho hoping to have an Orlando Magic UK get-together. Uh, we've thought of a location. We've gone with uh, somewhere central in England, uh, in Nottinghamshire. Um, so we can try and get as many people as possible from all four corners. Uh, if, it's a if it's a success, uh, we hope to have a few next year, including, you know, some more uh, up north and some down south in the west, et cetera, um, and see how they go. Uh, we're just thinking something along the lines of, you know, if there's a court, we might book a court. If you've got enough people, just have a little bit of a shoot around. Not everybody has to play. Going for a few drinks, maybe a curry, uh, and basically a just a little... Drinks. Basically a social and get everyone um, everyone in the same place at any one time. So um, 
if you fancy it, if you drop us a DM on Twitter, we can add you to the list. Um, and then, you know, we'll um, release further details when they become available. So that should be good, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, the three of us. You seem excited, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's be honest, the four of us were supposed to meet up at least when we were on holiday and it never happened because you couldn't get out there because Amy being ill. So we missed out on that chance, but it'll be nice for the four of us to get together and everybody else as well. So come on down. Yeah, I think we've got about 10 thus far who've shown interest. So obviously we'll plug it next couple of weeks, see what we get, and then um, we'll look at locations. So I think think we're going to do a roll on, roll off, five on five. And then we'll do a what, one-on-one tournament. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But there's no pressure to play basketball. You know, that's that's key. It's just social. It's just to meet everyone, everyone to have a have a good time. Um, and just I'm talk just magic basketball. To you, to be honest. So that's all. You do that every week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bro. right? Love you, really. I know, mate. I know. So, um, since we last recorded, the Magic have gone two and one, leaving us with a record of thirty-four and forty-five, uh, with three games to go. Uh, we're tied for the six best odds in the draft lottery uh, with Washington and Indiana. And whilst I'm on this, I'm just going to run a quick tankathon and click sim lottery. And, oh, we jumped up to third. And we'll also acquire Chicago's pick at 12. So currently we've got a 31.9% chance of a top four pick, a 7.5% chance of number one. So if that was to occur, I think we'd all be very happy. Um, Right, so the week that was, uh, we faced the Washington Wizards on Friday night, uh, resulting in an 116-109 win. Uh, Paolo Banquero had 30 points, 12 rebounds. Markel Fultz added 25, uh, and we overcame a 16-point deficit to beat the Washington Wizards. Uh, Washington were missing key players in Bradley Beal, Krista Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma, uh, as we uh, found out last week when we spoke to Josh Robbins. Um, so, Mikey, what impressed you about Paolo and Markel's performance in this victory and any other general uh, thoughts on the game, mate? Uh, playing beyond the years, playing with some confidence, playing with a... I don't know. We Even though we were down in this game, I never felt like we were ever out of it. And, I, and it wasn't just because they were missing their big three. It was just, we, we've seen this plenty of times already this year. We, we're never out of a game, even if we, we get off the slow starts. Um, and I think if you've got Paolo and Markel and, and Franz as well, we, we've always got a chance to get back into it. Um, and we just, well, one solid quarter was all it really took, wasn't it? I think we held them to, what was it, five field goals in the fourth quarter? Um, yeah. Terrific defensively, um, yeah, and, and and proved that this team can close out games, and and they're starting to learn learn how to do it. Um, yeah, good good win. Yeah, doing it when it mattered, right at the yeah. death, wasn't it? And we saw a little bit of that last night, but I'm sure we can come on to that in a second. Um, we then followed that uh, W with a win against the Detroit Pistons by a score of 128 to 102. 
Uh, Paolo Banquero and Wendell Carter each had 14 points, nine rebounds uh, before sitting out the fourth quarter on Sunday night. Uh, the Magic had eight players in double digits. I think that's the second time they've done it now this season. Uh, and it led a balanced attack that proved too much for Detroit uh, as we tied the series 2-2. Um, Gary, what were your thoughts on the Pistons game? Um, it was a bit of a long first half, wasn't it? Did you stay up for it? Yeah, I think it was basically the blowout it needed to be. Gee, you know, like when you saw who was out for Detroit, it was like, I was kind of watched, I was like, we need to win this game by a blowout. You know, it's it's the nowhere near. They've got likes of Cade Cunningham not playing. And you knew it was coming. It was just one of those where the Magic were clearly better. And I thought it was interesting that uh, Killian Hayes, after the game, said the Magic are not 30 points better than Detroit. And... I was kind of like, well, with this, with these injuries, we are. <laughs> um, but I think he's got a point if everyone's fit. But Detroit lost twenty of twenty-one. It was a game where you expect us to win. If we, if we don't win that game, then we deserve every criticism that comes with it. And we we did it a professional job. And if I guess if you were sitting in the Amway for that, you might have been a little bit like, I'm going to try and maybe beat the traffic. <laughs> One of those yeah. games, but. Um, it was nice to see some of the comments or hear some of the comments that came out of Detroit after when um, Coach Casey was talking about the physicality that Orlando hit them with and also championed the cause of Paolo Banquero for Rookie of the Year, basically saying that, you know, Jaden Ivey is very, very good. But Paolo Banquero, he made the comment, is a few years ahead of everywhere, everyone else. Um, and it was nice to get that level of uh, respect, especially when you would think that Ivy's got a very strong case to be in the all-rookie team and he's been one of the best rookies this season. And it was nice to hear somebody just go, yeah, he's good, but this guy's been on another level. So I took that away. But yeah, it was a very long game. It was nice to see us shooting over better than better than, better than 50% from three and getting the balanced scoring and seeing more big nights from the bench from Jalen and Cole. Yeah. The Oklahoma fans have been quiet this week, haven't they? Well, I've just I've just noticed there. Um, Stats Muse was on Twitter. I think Stats Muse saying about how uh, Jim Ivy's got three games. I just I just pulled the quote up because I saved it because I'm sad like this. Um, <laughs> where have we gone? Uh, Stats Muse most games with thirty points and five plus thirty plus points and five plus assists by a rookie this season. Jaden Ivey three, Paolo Banquero two. So I think it's Jaden Ivey's turn in the mainstream media this week. I did. I sorry, I did see this tweet before we we signed on. His turn. <laughs> it's his turn. <laughs> no, there we go. Um, so two and zero oh at, at this point. Uh, we faced the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, who were uh, looking to uh, secure the fourth. Uh, seed in the east uh we unfortunately dropped this one by 117 to 113 um and essentially it's uh, eliminated the magic from postseason contention uh the magic did keep it close uh but there was a little bit too much donovan mitchell down the stretch who managed to score 43 points in the Cavs' victory uh orlando were led by mark Fultz. Once again, with 23 points and eight dimes, and Paolo Banquero uh, put in 20 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Goga Bitase had a good game, I thought, but we're going to get onto that in a little bit. Um, 
But what were your thoughts on on this game, both of you? It it was a well well played game, wasn't it? It was it was a sort of game that there was something in it for both teams down the stretch. It was another another good example of why we want this team to carry on competing. Why tanking was just just a waste of time and you want this team to to play meaningful games and this was 100% it was one of those games um we got off to a really good start in the first quarter as well um something that hasn't been happening recently in recent games that we've played like the Washington game we got down early this game was the opposite um unfortunately it came down to Donovan Mitchell he is the one that was the decider um and i really i don't know what you guys thought what i really like the decision that mo's made of putting Suggs in there in the final quarter to guard mitchell and to be quite honest i'm, I'm not quite sure there was anything else we could have done to have slowed him down um mm. I, I thought Suggs played him as well as you could possibly play him he, he got to his spots he got what he wanted he made life difficult for him but he still he still put up the points didn't he um so yeah I, I I was on the edge of my sofa this morning <laughs> watching the last few minutes of that game because I thought there was there was well, we went on that ten and zero run, took a one point lead with about three minutes to go, and you're thinking Mikey's close to three and zero this week, but it, it wasn't quite to be down the stretch. <laughs> but and, and even down the stretch, I mean, we missed shots, but we had good looks. We were getting the shots that we wanted, but it, it just wasn't one of those nights. And I felt like you were maybe missing. One of those players, we were missing somebody like Paolo having a big night because you needed somebody else to to sort of go bucket for bucket with Mitchell. But um, it it was a it was a balance it was a balanced scoring game I would say for on our point on our point of view. But hey, if, if Mitchell's going to put up forty three and they play like that, I, I also I don't, one more point I want to make as well before Gary jumps in is. The Cavs are obviously better than we are at this point. And I would say the main difference was they've got two big men that can defend the paint and defend the rim, something that we lack a little bit of. But I think Cleveland is one of those teams that we can we can look at and go, well, that could be us next season or it could be us in two years' time. And I actually think we've got more weapons potentially when you think we've got a sixth man who can put up buckets and call. Jalen who's a lockdown elite defender already. Paolo's going to get better. Franz is going to get better. I think we could easily be better than Cleveland in a couple of years. And then you think we've got picks to add into that this year as well. But yeah, I thought it was a nice, I thought it was a really good game to sort of see where we were at in compared to a team like, like Cleveland. Yeah. On, just before Gary goes in, um, a friend of ours, Neil Piper, was actually at the game last night and he was a couple of rows back from uh, broadcasting crew uh, and he messaged me this morning. He was like, you you wanted to hear the trash talking between Jalen Suggs and Donovan Mitchell. They were back and forth, back and forth, all game long. And then obviously you had the embrace at the end of the game, uh, which is good to see. But, you know, we'll get on to Jalen again in a second. But, um, yeah, quite, quite the game that. So go on, Gap. Um, a lot of similar to what Mikey said. Um, I felt we played well. Um, we're playing against a 50-win team now. And I think they are, as Mikey said, a, a measuring stick for us in a year or two where they made a big leap. And we expect to do similar in the coming seasons. 
Mitchell, that's his fourth 40-plus point game on the trot. He went 15 to 23 from the field. And when you factor in that Karis Levert off the bench gave them five of six from three-point range, when you add in the talent they've got, you're in for a hard night. And the fact that we kept it close despite that is a testament to how well we played. We play that well against a lot of teams we win. <laughs> that, that's so... <laughs> That that's that's a difficult pill to swallow, but there was nobody disgraced themselves from that. Um, credit to Wendell Carter for his four five from three point range, which was good to see. Um, I feel if you'd put somebody who had no knowledge of basketball, so you know the, the journalists who cover the LA Lakers and the Rookie of the Year race, oh, Mc, McManaman, yeah, uh, if you put that, if you put them down and said, "Here's an eyesight test based on one game. Who's the All Star point guard?" You would have said Mark Helfoltz. I'm, I'm not saying that because I like Garland. I think Garland's a fantastic player, and he's he is a big reason why Cleveland are where they're at, and he's not getting the credit he deserves. But on last night's performance, Fultz looked the better point guard in that game, and it makes you wonder if if this continues, which there's no reason it wouldn't, and he can stay healthy, where he will be next season, because what we are seeing is. Number one pick, Mark Fultz right now. Geez, trying not to smile because he's so happy. Uh, I've, I've been saying this for years, but it's lo- <laughs> it's lo- it's lovely to see. And then I feel Jalen Suggs proved his weight in gold. What he does bring to the team at the end of the game. Um, I thought Cole was great off the bench, and you look at it and you've got Karis Levert, who is a seasoned pro, who was a difference maker for them. But really, Cole gave as much to us as Karis Levert did to them. So there's a lot of... If Jonathan Isaac's fit, we win that game. I would say yeah. Jonathan Isaac would have been the difference maker in that game, I think. But end of the day, 50-win team, and we took them all the way. And for me, you could have stood back and went, there's your fifth-place fifth team or your fourth-place team versus your sixth-place team, and it would have been believable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with that, mate. Yeah, the other thing to add to this with Fultz is we still got to remember he's still what a year off an ACL. Like mm-hmm. you think he came back this sort of similar sort of time last year, didn't he? For a few games towards the end of last season, and then like they always say, coming back from an ACL, you've got to give it at least a year before they get back to where they were. And I think last night's game we saw those glimpses of Markel that. He's got, I just want to see him be even more aggressive than he is on a more consistent basis. Does that make sense? I I, I feel like there's times in the game where he can sort of, and I know it's not necessarily his team. It's it's got to go through Paolo and Franz, but I feel like there's there's times in the game where Markel's feeling it. And we say it about Paolo, when Paolo's feeling it, give him the ball. And I think there's times, I think Foltz could do a little bit more of that. Um, but look, next year he's gonna be he's gonna be even better, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He looks. He looks sorry, G one. No, I can't. You go, mate. He looks like the guy who, when you look at all of the pre-draft tip that was put out there about the top three picks of that draft, and you see the the players that were being made about the three level scorer and Harden with hops and things like that. You don't want to jump on it because the three-point shot's got to become consistent, but you can see where that's at, where he's going in the paint. Like the, the announced team last night said he played volleyball at one point. 
on Levert. Yeah. He, he's got that in his locker, and you're looking at that and you're going, yeah, he looks like he looks like a top three pick in that game. He looked he looked in that one game better than Garland, who's an all star, and Garland. Mm. Yeah. Um, so as I've alluded to, we've seen a little bit more of Goga Bitase in recent games. Um, so I just want to get y- your thoughts on his recent play. Uh, he's been especially solid in two of the last three games, notching 10 and five last night, 13 and three versus Detroit. And I think a couple of games before that, he had a you know, double, double digit points and some decent uh, rebounding numbers. Um, so would you like to see him back? Um, so any thoughts on that, Gary? Um, I think it's partly going to come down to um, where we end up drafting. You know, if somehow we win the number one draft choice this year and we take Wembenyama, there's going to be somebody who's a big going out the door and it's going to probably be him or Bol Bol, you would imagine, would be one of the guys who will be sacrificed. That said, um, his recent form's been encouraging. You're looking at it and you're going, well, he's only 23 years old. He was a first-round pick, I think it was 18th in 2019, and he offers yeah. something different to our other two centres. So... He's got size, six foot eleven, two fifty. He kind of has that Robin Lopez style presence when he's on the yeah. court. When we need a big body in there, he's a serviceable big body. So I think he has a place in the rotation if we feel we need to put throw in a bigger body and change the flow of the game. And he does change it because he what he brings is different to Mo Wagner, who in his own right can liven up a game. He can get put points on the board quick. Sometimes you need a big body to throw in there. And whilst it wasn't evident initially, I think we've seen in this little run recently how we can factor in and just got to keep in mind that he's he's young, he's 23. So if we decide to keep him, it's not the worst move in the world. No, he's been especially good getting into, you know, those inside positions, hasn't he? And he's proved, you know, to be in the right place, the right time, make the right... I, I loved that one move yesterday when it didn't he just fake the ball out and then he just just took it to the rim and just flushed it. That was absolutely superb. Um, I won't lie, Paul and I probably have been a bit more Timo Wagner, um, but he, he's, you know, in fairness to him, really come alive the last couple of games uh, as somebody, you know, if if you were to say to, to me, you know, he's your third string centre, you, you'd take him every day, wouldn't you? He's different as well, the more Bamba. Yeah. Very different than more Bamba. If if we're honest, I think we've got two third string centers. Yeah. So which do you keep? That's the next question, then, isn't it? They Based both on the entire good... season, I think you would go Mo Wagner, but I think Batadze's got a point to prove because he's got a limited amount of time to 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 make a statement. And I also think I actually think the last couple of games he's made Mo Wagner almost look invisible out there when they've been on the floor together because he's had a bigger impact. Mm. Um, but it's been it's been a nice experiment. It's it was a great pickup considering we, it didn't cost us anything to go and get him. Um, and we've had what a fifteen we'll have a fifteen game sample size to see what he's done. And I think he looks more and more comfortable with every game that he's been out there playing for the Magic. So, yeah, I, I would still lead Mo Wagner for next season if it was me. But I think yeah. Batadze certainly, like Gary said, brings us something that we don't have at mm. the moment. So that leads us on nicely 
into a man who who hasn't uh, featured since the 20th of March uh, when we played that franchise in Los Angeles. Um, Ball Ball. So how would you rate his season's performance to date, Mikey? And do you think we bring him back and can he crack the rotation next season? That's a lot of questions. Um, well, how how would you rate his two season part to me? Two part. Two part. Um, what would it give it? A C, a B minus, maybe something like that. Is maybe where I would put it. I mean, it was it was a low risk move taken on Bol Bol last year at the trade deadline. His contract yeah. was he earning two point two million, I think, a year. So, I think we've got a team he, option on it as well, I think, this year. Yeah, he he has to be back next year unless unless the Magic really believe that we are due a big jump like Cleveland made this year and they're going to be looking at players that can make a bigger impact than Bowles have. In, I mean, you think it was great. You had two, three, four highlights a game when Bowles was playing earlier in the year, but then we had a lot of players out injured. Um, and it was like the only bright point for certain games where you were looking forward to watch a bowl play. Look, he's he's still really young. Um, he's not played a huge amount of NBA games without looking. I can't remember. We'll have a look in a minute. But um, I, I don't think he'll crack the rotation next season. I think we've already started to see that with him out of the lineup, where the magic are more effective. Um, there's players that are outperforming him at the moment. But look, it's it's a big off season. He's got a lot of improving to do, um, and and hopefully another off season and another year next year, he'll continue to grow with with the rest of the young core that we've got. But yeah, I I wouldn't want to see him go anywhere else next year. But I'm not quite sure he's got enough to be a consistent rotation player for next year. Yeah, he's got a. His defense has a little bit been a bit suspect. He's not shooting the three like he was in November, December. He's very hesitant at the moment. You get the odd highlight, don't you? But just well, that was not... that was the funny thing, G. In the off season, I can't remember. There was one of the players turned around and said, "Out of everybody on the Magic, who would you want taking a three point shot?" And they were saying, "Bowl, bowl." It wasn't Jeff Turner said... who said that to us. No, I, I want to say it was one of the players. I, I'm, I might be wrong. Somebody might correct me in the comments, but um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure somebody, somebody like Wendell or somebody like that, they were were doing some some work in the preseason, and they're saying bowls three point shots surprising, but it hasn't really, it hasn't really worked out in 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 the Magic's games this year, really. No, no, that's right. Um, that's my last point. Um. Jalen Suggs' rookie season versus his sophomore year now. Now, obviously, he's had some injuries in his first year, but he's improved greatly in a number of categories, uh, not only his defense, which has been absolutely superb. And, you know, he can be considered a, a real lockdown defender. So his field goal percentage has gone up from 36.1 to 42.3. His three-point field goals up from 21.4 to 32 and his true true shooting percentage up from 45.5 to 52.6. 
Um, add that since February, since he's been healthy, uh, he's been shooting 38.8 from three uh, in a 19-game uh, stretch. So with this growth this season now, what do you want to see more of next season from Jalen, you know, given that he's going to have a full-off season to, to actually work on his game, whereas last year he was a bit injured? Uh, I'll come to both of you on that one. Maggie? No problem. No problem. <laughs> um, I would say that the two areas that I would like to see Jalen Suggs improve in is, first of all, we've got to consider he was drafted as a point guard. And I think for a point guard, he could work on his handle a lot. This time still where he's got the ball and I'm thinking you're a bit out of control and if we're going to turn it over, it's when you're running. It's not the same fluidity as you get with Markel or Cole. Now, you can get away with that if you've got him on the floor with Bancaro or Wagner. If they're going to put for a point guard or somebody who was drafted as a point guard, the handle would need work for me. The other thing that needs consistency because it has improved is his, his three-point shot. Now, if you go back to his rookie year, that was one of those things where you saw him lining up with three hours kind of wincing a little bit because so it was kind of like, this isn't going to go well. Now you kind of think, just like anybody else really standing there for a three, it could go in, but we want that where he becomes money from the three. And the reason I say that is, is um, I don't think Gary Harris is locked in at that two guard spot. And I know um, I had a chat with a friend of the show, Ian Holmes, um, just on DM the other day, and we were both saying he, he was in a bit of a slump to end the season. Um, it hasn't been Gary's best run of the season. And we all like him and we all know what he brings, but I think that two-guard spot is still up for discussion. Now, it might be that we address that during the draft. It might be that we actually have the answer there, but the answer is either Jalen or Cole. And for my money, I said, if you were ranking the guards, I would still put Cole ahead of Jalen Suggs. I'm not saying that to the detriment of Jalen Suggs. I just think Cole's had a huge leap in this season. We have seen what Jalen Suggs can do and what he can bring, and we saw it again. If anyone wants a reminder of how good he is, watch the end of that game last night and what he can do. He's a leader, and look at when we weren't clearly weren't going to go into the plane. The look on his court, the, on his face, the way he hung around on the court afterwards, he's a winner. And you need people like him in your locker room. He just needs to improve offensively to have that playing a little bit more under control, having the game slowing down that little bit for him, like we've seen it do, for for example, Cole, and just take that three-point shot in the next season because I think that two-guard spot, for me, is open. That is open. I think that's the place we need more production from. Yeah. I, you know, I love Jalen. Uh, we spoke about it last summer uh, when we were all saying who should be the starting two guard next to Markel. And uh, I think I was on an island when I said uh, Jalen. Um, Gary makes all very valid points. Cole's been playing out of his skin as well and it is very much up for grabs. Um, the only thing about um, Gary Harris, obviously, is I don't think he's had the, you know, the volume of shots that we need for him to have because he's such a good three-point shooter. I think we need to go to him a little bit more just to to spread that floor. Um, so 
I, I want to see, like Gary said, he needs to sort of understand his his role, what he brings, etc. He's not the point guard. He's a you know he's a tweener. He can play both, um, and he, 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 he like you said, he's a winner. Um, I just just want to see improvements in all areas. Really, he's, he's very competitive. Uh, maybe his ball handling, possibly. Uh, we've had a couple of turnovers. You know, needless. Uh, other than that, you know, you got to commend him that the, the uh, American football passes he delivers from uh, you know at the end of the half. That's a real weapon, isn't it? You know, you know, you get an extra one or two shots off possibly per game. I know they're not not you know great percentage shots, but it just offers a different dimension um, that other teams don't have perhaps. So. Um, yeah, just working on his shoot. No, shooting. Shooting's probably the, the main key one, isn't it? And just getting confident with his shot, and it's improved greatly. Um, and like Gary said, you're not wincing uh, when he's taking the shots anymore. I think that Chicago game, when he hit that game winner, gave him real confidence. And um, yeah, shooting, I'd, I'd actually go with. You, Mikey? I completely agree with everything you've both said. Um, I, I'm not. I don't think we're disputing anything he does on the defensive end. It, it's the offensive end that's got to come together for him. The, there's just too many possessions where you think, Jalen, where are you going? <laughs> what mm. are you trying? Where are you? What are you trying to set? What are you trying to do? Um, I think there was a possession. Was it last night or or the um, the Detroit game? And he drove downhill and he got into the paint and just jumped and he had nowhere to go. I mean, that's like rule 101 and it? You, you don't jump don't off your feet, your feet without, yeah. don't leave your feet. And he, he we see that quite often from him. Um, I, I do think some of it is on the coaching staff as well. They've got to work with him to establish a role. So we, uh, like, like Cole this season, I think they've said to him, we want you to be our sixth man this year. And as the season's gone on, he's looked more and more comfortable and he's grown into that role and he's becoming a very consistent weapon off the bench for us now. And I think is I think next year, I think Jalen again, another year in, in Coach Mosley's system is gonna understand more and more of what the magic want from him. I think that's I, I think it's the understanding more than more than anything else. Um because I, I think he's got all the assets. I think he's got the ability. Like I said, I, I, I don't think his shootings, I don't think there's a lot to work on. I think he just needs a reps this summer. I, I think his form's pretty good. Um, I think, like you said, you said you both picked up on his ball handling. I think it's that and understanding the way we want to play a little bit better. Um, so we'll see. But he, he, let's be honest, he's got he's another one of those. He's got to improve this summer. He's got to hit the ground running next year because this is going to we're we're getting to the point where players are going to start being pushed pushed aside and moved on because it's all based on the rate of growth of Franz and Paolo and and the faster they progress, everybody else has got to keep up with them because if they don't, <laughs> then left behind. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Yeah, what are you going to it say? Would, it would help if he could stop getting injuries. Because it feels yeah. as though whenever he's building momentum and he's finding himself and he's going on a run and he's his offensive game starting to impact like his defensive game, he picks up an, a knock and he's out for four or five games and then he has to come back again. And I think that would really help because it, it, happened, it happened in his rookie season as well, where he just started to 
mature and slow down a bit, and then he got injured. Mm-hmm. So I think he's been a little bit unlucky, but it's also his style of play. But you can't say to Jalen Suggs, don't go 100 miles an hour and put your body on the line because it's just who he is. So I think it's what, what a problem to have when you consider where we were with the point guard situation and where we are now. Like, well, we've almost got too many, haven't we? We've got three good options, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Um, He's ever got one option and that's it. And... Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know that. You know, I point France. Tell you that, do I? Point come, on, come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. <laughs> Behave. Um, right, the week ahead. So we're recording our next episode next Friday, April the 14th. Before that, the Magic will finish the season, unfortunately. So we face the Cleveland Cavaliers again on April the 7th, which is midnight, so Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, they're currently 50 and 30, locked in at 4th. Uh, on a two-game winning streak, uh, and have won seven of their last ten with a 19 and 21 road record. Uh, we may see some players missing out. Hopefully, Donovan Mitchell. Um, then we will face the Brooklyn Nets on the 8th of April, the morning of. So that's Friday night, Saturday morning, half past 12. Uh, they currently sit at 43 and 36, good for sixth in the East. They've currently lost one in a row and won four of their last 10 uh, and are currently 22 and 17 at home. It's ridiculous there in the playoffs, isn't it? Let's be honest. Anyway, um, and then we close the season. Um, oh, come on, look at that roster. It's a joke, isn't it? Um, at Miami on Sunday, 9th of April, with a 6 p.m. tip in the UK. So that's uh, one, one Eastern in the US. Uh, they currently sit 42 and 37, good for seventh uh, in the East. Currently on a two game winning streak and won six of the last 10. They're currently 26 and 14 at home. So it'd be lovely if we could beat them. Just make sure they've got to go in the play in, wouldn't it? Um, so predictions. I've got Paul's. So I'll, I'll read you Paul's. Paul's gone 3-0 and because he thinks there'll be a lot of teams sitting players. Um, who's to say we're not to sit players, but it's not the way we work, is it? So uh, predictions. Uh, let's go to Mikey first. I'm going to go 2-1 and one this week. So I'm gonna what? say I'm gonna say we beat Cleveland. I thought we were gonna beat them last night. Um, I, I think if we can split that series, then I think that's or split this this two game series with them would be good. Um, I actually think we're gonna lose in Brooklyn. Um, okay. I just think Mikael Bridges is just just on one for them. And and look, they they are in the playoffs. I know you dis- I know you don't think that they should be a playoff team, but they're not going to want to just bow out early in the first round, are they? They're going to, they, they still got something to play for. So they're going to want to carry any, like I said, they've won what, four of the last 10. They, they want to pick That's up a, a few more wins and, and get themselves going before the playoffs start. So yeah, I'll say we'll drop the one in Brooklyn, but I'm going to say we finish the season with a win in Miami. Good so stuff. Heat in heat. Gary. Just to be different, I'll say we'll go one and two because we'll give players who haven't had minutes, minutes. So I think you might see Gorga get a more of an extended burn. You might see Jay Scrub get some floor minutes. 
you might see Tumor get some time, you might see Bulbul get some time, etc. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually did rest some players going into the off-season to try and not pick up an injury. So I'm going to go one and two. But to your point on Brooklyn, seeing Karis LeVert last night and uh, Jared Allen, again, we'll go back to it. You must be really stinging if you're a Brooklyn fan when you look at the roster now. and you, I mean, in all seriousness, you look at the roster now and you look at like Ben Simmons and stuff and you think what we had and what we gave up and you could have still had KD with Kyrie and then surrounded them with your Dinwiddie's, your Jared Allen's, etc., which would have been better probably than what they've got. So you must be absolutely steaming when you see the walk past the Brooklyn's arena and see the Ben Simmons jerseys hanging up in the shop. It must be a real, must be a real thing of that, you know. But there we are. Well, they can enjoy their first round sweep, can't they? Um, right. Oh God, I'm not going to go zero and three because we should never go zero and three. So I'm going to have to agree with one of you. I'm going to agree with Paul. 3-0, and finish, finish as we mean to go on. Springboard to next year, beat them all. We're better than them all. So, yeah, 3-0. and Right, so as you were talking then, Mikey, and then you, you said to me, what do I think of Jalen Suggs? I was actually trying to write a quiz because it's about time. Yeah, on the fly, on the fly. But it, I, I was just trying to do my research. And I was trying to write down, and you came to me. So, um and, and this is the way. So all, all I was trying to do was uh, trying to get a list of Orlando Magic players who have been, uh, who've earned an all-rookie team first or second ballot. So there's 15 of them. I think we've done this before, probably about in episode 12 or something like that. So you may know who they are from remembering back. There's a couple on here that are a little bit different. And probably not people you would remember. So um, fifteen of them. So if you two want to fire away, when you're Franz, on the spot now, Franz Wagner. He's the most recent one, and you are off to a good start, Gary. Shaq. You would go there, wouldn't you? You would go there, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I don't remember. Alfred Payton was he? Alfred in one Payton of them? is the second most recent one. Good job. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Correct. Penny Hardaway. Anthony Hardaway is correct. Reel him off, Gary. Would this be a one? Because I I don't know whether we traded for him in his rookie season, but would Drew Gooden be on there? Drew Gooden would be on there, correct. Keep going. Come on, Mikey, you know a couple of these. Somebody got us to the finals in 2009. No, the Guinness is kicking in now. I don't know where I am. <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> it's, it's late for me. It's half past eight. What are you on about? Um, how many have we got left? Courtney Lee. Uh, you've done six. Courtney, Courtney Lee did Lee. not. He didn't. No. he didn't. He didn't. You got six down. Nick Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is correct, Mikey. What was that, Gar? Nick Anderson. He didn't. He did it. Unbelievable, White isn't it? Quite how it did. I know. You must have had the Lakers. Um, 3D. Guy. 3D was on there. He was the first Magic player to make the NBA all-rookie first or second team. So you're missing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
two of these are obvious guys. Did it have to be on the magic when they were? Yes. Yeah. Or or being part of the magic that season because there is one player that was Dwight. traded for Dwight Howard. Yeah. And Jameer. Jameer. Right now we get into um, tricky territory. There's one, two, three, four, five. So I'm going to have to start giving clues now, aren't I? Was Brian Williams one? He wasn't one, no. He wasn't. Um, so, if you... This is this is where my this is where my memory goes slightly, but Gordon... Giricek? I thought you were going Aaron Gordon. Gordon, no. Gordon Giricek is one. He's the one who started yeah. off at Memphis and was included on a trade with Gooden for Mike Miller. Okay, so you've got one, two... AG so, wasn't on there. He wasn't. No. no. Come on. Um, one was on the Heart and Hustle team. Undrafted, I believe it was. Chucky Atkins. From South Florida. Chucky Atkins. Chucky Atkins. Yep. And we've got three left. I'm just thinking it was drafted. So one, it was my favourite rookie of all time. Harpering. It was... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Matt Harper. Mike Doliak make one or not? Mike Doliak was also he's in that same team. Well, well done, mate. Well done. And then the last one. This one's a tricky one, mate. He played center, if that helps. Zaza? No, it was in the mid-90s, I believe. I'm just trying to find the year for you. Um... It was in the 91-92 season. Is that his middle name? His middle name was Corvette. Seven foot from Hopkins, South Carolina. His jersey number was 53. Does that help? Not really. Not really, no. Um, I have to give you it, didn't I? Stanley Roberts. Well, I wouldn't have got that. No, no, that was a toughie. That was a toughie. He played for that's, Magic. That's for ten, one that was ten years before I started following him. Literally. Yeah, and he was mainly uh, associated with the LA Clippers between '92 and 1997. So, anyway, it's good to have that back, wasn't it? Um, more trivia in the off season, G. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to, especially on that um, Orlando Magic get together. We're gonna have to have some sort of trivia, aren't we? A quiz night <laughs> to do I... a PowerPoint presentation or something. Oh my goodness! I had seen G like <laughs> coming up with like a horned helmet with like Quizmaster on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, like, like Taskmaster. Who wants to be little Alex Horn? It'll be. It'll oh. be a bit. <laughs> it'll be a bit early in the off season. In fact, what what. What dates is Summer League this year? Is that going to be right around when we might have our meet-up? I think it's... I, uh, I was going to say, we <laughs> could use... Pa- August, isn't it? <laughs> we could rope Paul in as Charles Barkley and who we play for. <laughs> 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 Just do a Summer League version of that. <laughs> yeah, we could do. We could do. Um, so, any more for any more, guys? No. Just no. enjoy the last three games and... Uh, yeah. Let's hope October rolls around quickly because 
the summer and some lottery luck and some lottery, and some lottery luck. luck. We yeah. we are planning on doing another Zoom watch party. I think aren't we for the lottery and the draft? So you keep an eye out for those details as well. That's it. Uh, so yeah, thank you as always for listening, and watching. Please hit subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, all at Orlando Magic UK. If you fancy some shopping, click on to NBA Store EU or Fanatics. All can be found in our links below. Uh, don't forget to use our affiliate code Magic UK ten for ten percent off your entire order. Certain exclusions may apply, and there could be a better code there for you. So please do check that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. T- and Twitter, all at Orlando Magic UK. So from Gary, Mikey, and myself, until next time, go magic.